Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're examining the uh, letter that James wrote to a group of people, of believers, and we're in the fourth chapter, and so I, we're down to the last three verses. I want to do just a recap of the entire fourth chapter as we go to those last verses, because it's really important to understand uh, what he's saying in the flow of this, because he asked him from the very beginning, remember this? He says, hey, what is the source of your quarrels? Why are there fights among you? And then he asks, you know, he tells him, he says, is it not the passions that are at war within you? Aren't there passions that are warring within you individually? Aren't there passions that are warring within, within you as a body? And then he just deals with it. He says, you desire to have some things, and so you murder, okay? You're envious. You can't obtain something, so you fight and you quarrel. And he says, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it, uh, spend it on your pleasures, so he's dealing with a couple things here, that they didn't ask for things, and when they did ask, they were asking out of their own motives for their own selfish, fleshly motivation. He then calls them adulteresses. Well, why does he call them adulteresses? Well, they're, they're seeking friendship with the world. And he says, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? And he, so he, he brings a conclusion to it. He says, therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So you see that he's being very bold, very forthright. But then he says this, or do you think that the Scripture doesn't speak to this, that he jealously desires the Spirit which he made to dwell within us? That's speaking of the Father. That he gives us greater grace, that God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then he started firing all these instructions. Uh, so submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands if you're sinning. Purify your hearts, those of you who are double-minded. And he said, be miserable in mourning and weep. Let your laughter be turned in the morning and your joy into gloom. In other words, take this seriously. Okay, Mourn over this. Be wretched over it. Lament over this. King James says, be afflicted by this. We're talking about serious things here. Don't be flippant about this. Verse 10, he said, humble yourself in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. The Lord will be the one who will lift you up. Then in verse 11, he said, don't speak against one another. Okay. Someone who speaks against a brother judges his brother, and he judges the law, and you're not to do that. You're not to judge in that way, but be a doer of it. And then he reminds us why. In verse 12, there's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who's able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? And so we see within the context that he's showing them how to live together, how to handle these things. They've been argumentative over stuff. Apparently, it had been very heated. I mean, he used murder. You know, sometimes we think, well, they were just doing that with their tongue. Well, when you look at the words, it means murder. I mean, there were some serious things going on here. Well, now we saw in the last episode that he gives some examples of this, and this is how he completes the, this chapter. He says, verse 13, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Verse 14, Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just like a vapor that appears for a little while then vanishes away. So he says in verse 15, Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this and that. Verse 16, But as it is, 
you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. Oh, okay. So that's the reason he was using this example. He says, y'all are behaving like this. You're saying, hey, we're going to go do this and do this and do this. And these are not things that are inherently evil. Okay, It's definitely not evil to go and engage in business and make a profit and to work. It's not evil to plan for tomorrow. But the idea is that they're doing this without the understanding and the mind of the Lord, without the consultation of the Lord with what He wants them to do. And I know sometimes this is hard, okay? I'm dealing with something like this right now, this very, very moment. I've got an opportunity to do something. I would like to do it, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do it, okay? I think I'm supposed to do it, but there's some other in, uh, things in the way. I'll just put it that way, things that inhibit it, okay? And so I'm sitting there thinking, well, I need to know because I've got to make a decision like now, like today, I think, or tomorrow. Or, you know, it, it is very, very time-sensitive, and I'm rereading this passage right now with us, okay? I'm rereading this. And I'm going, okay, Lord, you know, I've asked. Maybe I haven't asked the right way. Maybe my motivations are wrong with this thing. I have not because I asked not, right? Lord, what is it that you're desiring? So that's what I'm literally thinking, what I'm literally praying as we're talking together right here. We don't want to have this mindset that, okay, I'm going to go off to this city and do this and do this, and then God will bless it, okay? He says, no, you don't do that. What you ought to do, verse 15, is say, if the Lord wills. So, Lord, what is your will? He said, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. So the idea being, hey, I'm planning on doing this. If the Lord allows me to do this, I'm going to leave tomorrow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's uh, not assuming upon God. It's not presuming upon God. And it's not doing what it said in verse 16. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Their lifestyles were that of boasting in arrogance. And probably from a very religious perspective mindset, okay? Boasting in their relationship, God. Being arrogant. Oh, well, yeah, we can do this and do this because we're free and we're at liberty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's no telling what all they were doing that. But he's telling them, you don't need to boast in this way. You don't need to live in this way. So the last verse of the fourth chapter, verse 17, sort of brings this all together. He starts with the word, therefore. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him, it is sin. Whoa, that's the term. That's the point of conclusion right here. If you know what the right thing to do is and you don't do it, to you is sin. So what's the right thing to do? Well, the right thing to do is not to quarrel, not to be in conflict, not to envy, not to lust after something, not to pray out a wrong motivation, uh, not to not pray at all, okay? Not to uh, listen to the word of the Lord, okay? The things that he had uh, listed right here to submit to the Lord, to resist the devil, draw near to the Lord, to cleanse your hands, to purify your heart, to humble yourself. If you don't do these things, then it is sin. These are the right things to do. And I think this is very, very much a word for us today, okay? We know the right things to do. Let's do them and watch what the Lord does, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We'll resume next time.